6 p.m. on a Sunday. It's me, Phil. That's Sarah. You sound like a barker at the circus. Do you know that word? You know that song? Sugar Mountain. How's it go? Oh, to live on Sugar Mountain with the barkers and the colored balloons. Mm. You can be 20 Mm -hmm. on Sugar Mountain. With the cartoons. No, the barkers and the colored oh. balloons. The barkers are the ones that are like, step right up. Yeah, they got the, yeah, the yeah. cummerbund on their cummerbund. arm. It's not really what it's called. The cummerbund goes around your waist. I don't know what the thing is that goes <coughs> around your arm. Phil is sick. So I don't know how coherent or talkative he's going to be today. But this is own it, SLC. I know that. Still at it. Just won't quit. Like Keith Richards and the cockroaches. Eh? Oh. Because cockroaches are here. They never die. Yeah. You got any friends like that? Riders never die. Friends who just won't die? Those are my cockroach friends. Mm -hmm. I got a couple of them. And you know people try to tell me, you better get prepared for that friend of yours to die because they are not doing well. And I'm like, at first I used to take it seriously. And I would think I was I knew who was going to die. But you don't know. Sometimes people who it seems like they're just about to kill themselves mm-hmm. live for a long time. Yeah. And then people you think are just fine, just like that. Just done. Just overdose. Just... <coughs> Gone. Anyway, that was kind of a morbid beginning. But the point is that we're still here, still alive, still own it, SLC. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting around the table with my family today, sitting around the table having Sunday breakfast, and they were saying... Sophie and Dalton have been watching, what the hell is that show called? It's not Lord of Thrones, it's Game of Thrones, right? Pepper was like, what's Game of Thrones? And Dalton goes, no, Joe said, it's kind of like musical chairs, but with thrones. And Pepper was like, cool, I want to play that game. And I was like, me too, imagine that. A circle of thrones, and you just run around and play musical chairs. Anyway, Dalton was saying on Game of Thrones, each house or each family has like a saying that's their family saying, hmm. which I thought was cool, kind of like a family motto or something. But I, I can't remember what the term was that he used. Anyway, so we came up with one for our family, and it was... A wise octopus wastes no. Wastes nothing. A wise octopus wastes nothing. How in the hell did you get there? Remember when I texted you about that dream I had? About the pulsating bluish-greenish energy thing that kept rolling around and folding back into itself? Mm. Kind of like a screensaver all shimmery and beautiful kind of like a breathing octopus 
so there's that. Something about being in harmony, like an organism that's in harmony, even though it has eight arms. And then the wastes nothing is because we're trying to waste less. So waste less food and less water and less animals and make less garbage and just generally need less because for a little while we were thinking about moving to a different house so that we would have more space. And then we looked at it again and we thought, if you keep believing you need more and more and more, then you're just going to need more and more and more. But we don't really need more and more. Mm. So it's about being rather than getting. So... All of that goes into a wise octopus wastes nothing. And it spells wow. <coughs> Wound. Wound. <laughs> hmm. Phil's falling asleep right now. His eyes are closed. Are you thinking about stuff over there? I was thinking that the top of my mouth's very tickly right now. Why is the top of your mouth tickly? Who knows? So if you were to come up with uh, words. So we have the own it words. The evolution of truth amplified. Mm -hmm. Do you have one for your personal self? What are you up to? I don't know, that would take some thought, I suppose. Yeah. Didn't we do this with Flourish? We asked them to write mission statements. Mm-hmm. And they got upset because they were like, well, most most people wrote something along the lines of, I don't want to be defined like that. And we talked about, you. I think in the last podcast you talked about <coughs> Resisting labels. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a similar thing. It is. However, labels keep us... They're like the black to the white. They're ideas or ideals to bounce against and find your own way like the abstract nature of a lot of words allows you to define what you're actually trying to say and we work with writers and performers in that way where a lot of them try to get away with saying the things that hide the most I used to do that as a writer and so we push on them to find other ways to tell the same story it's where we started mm-hmm. you know find get away from the old narrative the same narrative that you tell yourself over and over again so do you have a thing like that yeah I'm a, I think <coughs> a skater based in punk rock and hip hop and 
turned white rapper from Salt Lake City, Utah. Is that still true? No. I mean, it's true because all those things happen. And all those things are a part of, you know, the creation of today, but... I don't even really want to rap too much anymore. And punk rock, I don't listen to it. It's terrible. <laughs> um, hip-hop drives me nuts a lot of the time. What do you listen to? Mostly my own bullshit in my head. Come on. You don't listen to music anymore? Um, I do. Lately, I've been listening to Cage the Elephant over and over again. Uh, Social Cues is the name of the album. And Have I heard this? Did yeah, you play I've this Yeah, I've a couple me? songs. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over again. Nothing can touch it. Nothing makes sense the way that it does right now. And that happens to me often. Um, I mean, I wrote a hip-hop song not too long ago. I just didn't get there. So it'll be shelved. Um, it'll be shelved unfinished? Probably. Until I care. Which I might not ever. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I've been writing spells lately. Because I'm sick of all the other stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I've been uh, playing the bass a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. I always had a crush on the bass player. Mm. Always. In high school. Bass is good for me because it's a feel instrument, you know? It's well, yeah, not, it's what you sound like anyway. It's not a music theory instrument. Of course there's music theory to it, but, like, say, <coughs> like, you get on a guitar. Where's your bass? Huh? Where is it? That's over at the other studio. Oh. The band room. Okay. We have a new band room. Um, but I, I feel like I have to learn some stuff. It will be helpful. It will be useful to use some stuff. But it's like, it's a... It's basic, right? But it's very powerful. It's just like boom, like you can ride the the groove of. It's it's the most hip hop instrument, hmm. so it makes sense that I would trans, that I would. <coughs> what's the trans? What's the trans fucking word I'm thinking of? Transition. Thank you. <laughs> that I would transition from hip hop into bass. <laughs> Because it's a groove. It's like a... Like upright bass is one of the coolest things. Are you going to get one of those? I might. (laughs) Um, And I like singing lately, like freestyle singing. Um, Hip-hop is just not dynamic enough right now. Believe me, I've tried to get away from it, and I never have. Um, Away from hip-hop? Yeah. But now you're just going... <clears throat> well, I guess what I'm saying is I probably won't get away from it. I'll just doing something else right now. You'll just change it a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So that's kind of, you know... Right now, I used to be cool with, you know, I'm a skater or whatever. I used to wear that shit. No one ever goes, I'm a sex addict. And they're, like, happy about it. Um, Not yet. 
I say that because some labels are cooler than others. I know. Right? Well, yeah. I went to Overeaters Anonymous, and I was a compulsive eater, and that's not sexy. Uh-uh. No. Nope. But, like, heroin addict, for some reason, is sexy to some people. Al- alcoholic. There's something, there's something sexy about, like, a- affliction um, in that regard, where it's like, uh, I got a, I'm a writer, and I got a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm a fucking musician, and I need to shoot heroin, or, you know. That's only if you haven't really lived it, though. That's only, that's only if you don't know what it's actually about. <coughs> Whoa, that was a good one. True. Well, because it's it's the allure of it. It's not the actual like. Once you've been with a heroin addict, that's not sexy. Like, I've been with heroin addict. I was a heroin addict. And, like, she, it was not sexy. When you're on heroin, you don't want... It's, you're not trying to have sex anyways. <laughs> so people out there, if you find someone attractive that's using heroin, they're not going to be very good in the sack, probably. Just saying. However, I was an upper-end hour guy, so... Maybe if they have a little upper in there, they might be all right. Pure heroin, they're just nodding out. There's nothing fun or sexy about that. You can just rob them blind. So once you do that, the fun is over. Move on to an alcoholic that's fucking chaotic, and you never know what the fuck they're going to do. Until it's the end of the night, and you know they're going to black out. (coughs) Or whatever. This is really good advice. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, however, I bet you there are people out there that find Overeaters or Anonymous attractive or a kink because there's people that are into some really weird shit. <laughs> um, like food fetish stuff, you know? So what I'm saying, any affliction out there is going to, there's going to be some opposite of that that's attracted to it. You know, like, good girls are attracted to bad boys or whatever. Um, I feel like this is a continuation of our podcast from last week where we were talking about what happens when the spell is broken. Mm. So you're talking about these things that the idea of them is, is sexy or attractive, but the reality of them is very different than... Mm. Like, there's no... There's nothing, there's no mystery, there's no spell going on once you're actually with someone who just nods off and doesn't brush their teeth and flops their body around and (laughs) falls asleep. Like (coughs) Not a great time to make me laugh. Nods off with their mouth hanging open and... Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. So, it's very similar. It feels similar to, uh, oh, I, I thought this was going to be the story, but the reality is homogenized. I'm on this kick with this word homogenized lately, mm. where everything just kind of becomes everything else. Nothing is really all that outstanding or or distinct. 
and can you define homo- homo- homogenized? That's what it is. Because I always think of milk. Yeah. Would you like me to Google it for you and tell you the precise definition of the word homogenized? Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, because while you look at that, my anytime I hear homogenized, I think of my dad because he would. There are certain words he really liked to say that were weird, like epiglottis. Okay, so <coughs> homogenized, there are two definitions. One is in reference to milk, which means subjected to a process in which the fat droplets are emulsified and the cream does not separate. Hmm, I never knew that. The second definition is made uniform or similar. And in quotations it says, a homogenized society. Boom. To blend into a mixture that is the same throughout. So, uh, you can start out finding something that you think is so... Oh, I just... It was just in my brain. In The Little Prince, in the book The Little Prince... The little prince loves this rose, and there's only one rose (coughs) growing on his whole planet. And he falls in love with the rose, and and it's so intense, the the push and pull between the prince and the rose, that he's got to get out of there. So he leaves the planet. He grabs a hold of a flock of birds and flies away. And he goes to another planet where he meets a fox. And the fox is a wild fox. And the little prince says, come play with me. And the fox says, I have no use for you. Why would I, why would I play with you? You're just a boy like a hundred other little boys. And I am not tame, is what the fox says. And the little prince says, well, I'll tame you. And the fox says, if you tame me, then to me you will be unique in all the world. And we will have some need of each other. Because you will be the only one. And I will be the only one. Mm. And so the little prince tames the fox and they have this wonderful time and they're close. And they... And they they're in this state of bliss for a little while and they frolic around in the wheat fields and feel quite joyous. And then one day they're running and the little prince runs past this tunnel of rose bushes and he goes down the tunnel and he looks around and every single rose looks like his rose. And he says, what are you? And they say, we are roses. And he says, my rose is just a common rose. And then he's sad. And he's like, I thought she was special. I thought she was unique in all the world. And the fox says, she's, she is unique because she's yours, because you took care of her. And you need to go back to her. Anyway. It can, it's easy for life to seem homogenized where everything is like everything else and all the roses are like all of the other roses. 
unless unless you care for something unless unless you take some kind of ownership of it and pay attention to the specifics of it then it's not homogenized then it's then every little thing that happens is distinct and beautiful and significant so raising jack jack was just a baby just like any other baby but you were there and you saw him and every little thing was not was not commonplace it was remarkable because you watched it happen because you watched him become so then he matters very much but only to me and maybe to you and maybe to a few people who watched him grow up so that's how to get around the homogenized where it doesn't matter How I told you that whole thing pretty exactly. I think I was talking about being frustrated with homogenized life. So what do you do about that? How does it be not all blended into everything else? Because hmm. that's very depressing. has to do with standardization as well. You know, if you start to standardize something, then, then everyone knows what to expect. And then it's like watered down and homogenized. I was thinking about how Dalton asked me before the last show if I was scared, and I said no. And I thought... It's probably because I didn't put enough into it to be scared. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't care enough. And so then it felt. It felt. It felt. Well, I didn't feel it. Yeah. We do have another show coming up. February 13th. <laughs> and, I can uh, always tell when you're done. Because you start, you mention that we have a show, and I'm like, oh, he's done. He's done talking about this. <laughs> but it's okay, because you're sick. Mm -hmm. You're sick, I'll humor you. Do you know what that's from? Mm -mm. The Princess Bride. Where Fred, Fred Savage is like, oh, no, not the kissing part. I hate the kissing part. <coughs> and his grandpa's like, you know, someday you might not mind so much. Mm. And he goes, do we have to hear the kissing part? And his grandpa says, you sick? I'll you ya. <laughs> and he doesn't read the kissing part. But then he wants him to read the kissing part. At the end. Because he's invested in the characters mm -hmm. then. Anyway, we have a show coming up yep. that probably will have some kissing parts because it's themed some kind of love thing on 
February 13th, which is the day before Valentine's Day. And we're going to put some love into it. Mm -hmm. Huh? That's right. And some other folks are going to, too. Yep. And it is at the Beehive. It is. 666 State. It is <coughs> at 7 p.m. It is, it is once again on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. And so if you're feeling depressed, if you're suffering from some seasonal depression and you feel like your life is homogenized and everything is bleeding into everything else and nothing really matters, just pay attention. Pay attention to the details and take care of something. Just take care of something. Give it some care. And if you care about other podcasts... We have them all on our website. Ownitslc.com. And you can email us. Ownitslc at gmail.com. It really kind of hurts to talk. <coughs> all right, we're going to let Phil go. We're going to let him go eat an Otter Pop, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>